Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. I'm your host, John, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how and why you should curate your selection of random tables for your D&D game. But first of all, cue the music. Okay, so if you're anything like me as a GM, you'll have a vast collection of random tables. And in fact, this is one of the things I love about OSR and older versions of D&D. All of these interconnected books that all have different resources you can use and import into your games. And there's a number of system neutral resources as well that can have random tables in. I talked about the Cities book in a previous episode, but most RPGs have random tables of some sort in, and you can normally nick them to use in your game. So the temptation can be, and I've fallen prey to this myself, to just use as many random tables as you can in your game. There's a few issues with this though. The first is that it becomes pretty unwieldy. Most of us only have a certain amount of space to have books littering our desks. And even if you're using an online method of playing your games, as I tend to nowadays, you, you're only going to want to have so many windows open on your desktop so you're not eternally clicking between them. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have like two monitors, but even if you have two monitors, maybe even three, you've still only got a certain amount of space. And the more time you have to spend clicking through these various different windows, the more time you're delaying actually getting to the fun bit of a session. Of course, if you're using a virtual tabletop, sometimes you can automate some of these tables, but you've still got to go into the menus, you've still got to find the one you want to use, etc. Or you've got to spend all of that time collating all of these different random tables into a single like giga table on your virtual tabletop. The other sort of downside, as far as I'm concerned to it, is that if you're taking all of these different tables from various disparate sources it can lead to the game feeling a little bit unfocused but you might be saying hold on a second john didn't you just say that you love the fact you could take all of these tables from different things and you'd be absolutely right however the reason i like being able to pull from different sources isn't so that i can use all of them all at once in one single game it's so that i have a bigger collection of resources when i'm assembling my palette if you want to use that word of tables that i'm going to use in a particular game to continue that artistic analogy if you're going to sit down and you're going to paint a landscape or something like that it's great to have thousands of different options in terms of the colors of paints that you can use so you can get the ones that are just right however if you just slap all 1000 of those different colors on your picture you're going to end up with a muddy mess the real benefit of having those choices is you can select a limited pool of colors from those options that work for the landscape and the picture that you are trying to create and it's similar with random tables what you should be looking for are tables that fit with the themes and the sort of vibe of your campaign world so some really gonzo sort of wacky over the top tables aren't going to work so well if you're running a sort of dirty down and gritty game by the same sort of token, if you're looking to run a high fantasy gonzo game, then some of those gritty options might not be the thing. It's all a matter of taking all of this stuff, 
putting it in a big melting pot and then sort of selecting from that pot things that work with your particular game. So what I try and do when I sit down to curate my random tables is I look at what sort of random tables I'm likely to need and then I look at books that have got those tables in and I sort of gradually whittle them down until I've got maybe half a dozen that I'm really going to use on the regular basis and maybe a few sort of little outlying ones that might come in every now and again but half a dozen is a nice number that you can easily keep track of and you can have to hand when you're running your game. So in terms of the sort of random tables I look for, the first one is probably the most obvious, a random monster table. Because if you're running an old version of D&D, you're going to want to make random encounter rolls and such like. So you need some random monster tables. Now I'm running Old School Essentials for Smoke and Snow, which is in a sort of sub-Arctic environment. Now for me, I had a look around for a few sort of Arctic-specific encounter tables didn't really find anything I liked. So all I do is I use the standard random monster encounter tables from old school essentials. And if I get a role that doesn't particularly fit with the Arctic theme, I'll either just reflavor it slightly so that it does work. Like if I roll a, a brown bear and they're in the, on the ice flows, I can easily change it to a polar bear. It's not exactly difficult to do. Or I'll just roll again until I get an appropriate result. And that keeps it nice and easy. And it's made even easier in this sense because the Old School Essentials random encounter tables are available online. The Old School Essentials um, random generators. So I can just click on that. And if I want to roll again, I can just click on it quickly. And that's not to try and sort of do the players out of a particular result or keep rolling until I get precisely what I want, because that defeats the purpose of a random table. It's just until I get something that works with the theme of the game. The other thing I pretty much think is a must is a random weather table. And the reason for this is because I run a hex crawl game, so there's a lot of players traveling around in the wilderness. The weather has a great impact on the setting, and it also enables you to sort of add to your descriptions and try and portray their journeys across the land and make it seem like a, a living, breathing setting. Now, there's a couple of charts that I've used at various points for this. When I'm running a physical game, so face-to-face, -face, there is the Weather Hex Flower by Goblin's Henchman, which is great fun. I use that quite a bit when I'm running face-to-face -face games. And that's just like a little hex grid. You start off in the middle, you roll a couple of dice, and you move a counter around this hex grid in a certain direction based on your dice roll. And depending on where you start determines the space you end in. And the space you end in will tell you what the weather is. So it basically means you don't go from like having a really sunny day to having a mighty thunderstorm. And Goblin's Henchman sort of builds it as a random chart with memory, which is pretty accurate in my view. And if you go to drive through and search for Goblin's Henchman, you'll find his weather chart. And that's really great when you're running a face-to-face -face game, although I find it a bit fiddly to use for an online game. So what I tend to use for my online game is the advanced weather table that I picked up off the DMs Guild, and that's written by Dungeon Fools. I'll put a link in the description down below. And the way this works is basically you have a, a 2D6 table, and that has weather conditions and seasons on it. 
And on that chart, there's a number of entries that are marked as like the perfect day for summer, the perfect day for winter. And what you do is you roll on, you roll a D6 and your results will be either the weather counter goes up two, goes up one, goes down one, goes down two, or it'll move towards the perfect day for that season. So you can still get a bit of like random variety in there, but it tends to move up and down within the sort of expected norms. And it's very easy to tweak if you want to have a particular weather condition prevalent in your campaign world. And again, like I say, I'll put links in the description if you want to have a look at that. The next random table that I would suggest you get a copy of for yourself is one for foraging, so like plants, fungi, and stuff like that. And obviously I'm talking from a sort of old D&D retro clone sort of point of view here, because I'm I mainly run hex crawls and stuff like that. And again, as you're traveling around, foraging and hunting for food is a vital thing when you're exploring the wilderness. So for this, I tend to use a combination of the Fungi of the Far Realms book, which is a beautifully illustrated book that has all these random mushrooms in with potential effects. It's fairly system neutral, but you get some lovely watercolour pictures. And the whole book, each fungi having like a one-page spread, is a big random table. So you can really just roll, flick through the pages, find the one you want to be like, boom, there's the mushroom you found, this is what it does, etc. Now, The Herbalist Primer by Anna Urbanek is a, another book I use, and I've talked about that a little bit. This isn't set up quite so much as a random table off the bat. However, it does have some lists of like where plants are found, and these are mostly based on real plants and what terrain they grow in and stuff like that. And it's very easy to just put some numbers next to these entries on the tables or just roll a dice and then count down the entries until you get to something appropriate. And having this information for, from both of these books can add an awful lot to your games and again give it that sense of a real lived in setting now to step away from realistic things somewhat the other thing i think is pretty much a must is some sort of random mutations table and that might be because i started off like playing warhammer fantasy roleplay you know where there's warp stone and people are getting mutated by things but it's a strong theme throughout my game because I like the sort of body horror element and the mythos and stuff like that. And I've used no end of different tables for this. There's the Metamorphica revised edition. If you want to really go into it and you want hundreds of different mutations, that is probably the book for you. However, when I'm looking for something a little simpler, I turn to the Middlelands book by Glyn Seal. And that has a couple of tables for gloom-touched deformities. And effectively, it's two tables, a D20 table, which is the mutation, and another D20 table, which is the random location of where it occurs on your body. And that's nice and easy. You just roll two D20s, boom, here's the mutation. You've grown an additional D6 glowing green eyes or whatever. And here we go, they've appeared on your elbow or something like that. Now, the Midlands books per se, they have this lovely sort of blackadder sort of English humour to them. You know, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. 
and that's great seems to work really well in my games but it's not difficult particularly with the gloom touched mutations to just flavor your description appropriately and in fact we did that in a recent episode of smoke and snow where one of the hirelings picked up this strange fragment of metal and immediately grew these like green eyes on the back of his head and was absolutely horrified and eventually the the player characters ended up killing him due to this mutation so it can get pretty dark so there you are there's a few suggestions as to why you should think about curating your selection of random tables and also some examples of the random charts that i sort of favor at the moment for the game i'm running at the minute which is my smoke and snow ose campaign now these aren't the tables i'd use for every game i've specifically sort of curated these for the campaign i'm running now when i run my next one i'll have a look at my selection of tables again and try and winnow them down to whatever suits that particular campaign so i'd advise you to maybe have a look at some of these i'm recommending but also have a look at the no doubt vast array of rpg material you've got and just think do i really need to use all of these in every game or would my game benefit from a slightly more selective look through this material Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you've got any suggestions on what your favorite random table is, or you've got something to say about curating random tables, you can get in touch with us a few different ways. You can leave us a voicemail message, either on SpeakPipe or Anchor, link in the description of the show, or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.